Welcome to a summer podcast, summer bonus podcast. My name is Brandy Bradshaw. I'm hosting this wonderful episode that we have here. Uh, as usual, we have our usual three trio here. Thalia to my left. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How, hello. how are you doing? How are you Good. doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, your legs are peeling a little bit. I know, there. exactly. We just so. had our Gospel Coalition podcast, and in Florida, I got nicely burnt on my legs, well and I am done. peeling all over the place. Well done. <laughs> it's very attractive. It's very attractive. <laughs> That's why we like podcasting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then I pointed out. Yeah. Okay. And to my right, we have Crystal. Hello. 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 Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. You also Glad very tanned. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, if she tans, I just burn. And you just, you just <laughs> burn and freckle. Well, we're all different people. Yes. <laughs> So uh, today's topic is good. Yeah, today's topic is kind of off the cuff. It's a little chewy. Yeah, it's yeah. a little chewy. Yeah. It's a little chewy. It's coming from uh, a little bit from my head and some of my experiences. And one of the big things in summer that I often talk with teenagers about, because I work with our high school department here at the church, is uh, that there is something called summer love or summer lust is actually what I call it. Mm-hmm. I talk to my kids and I say, okay, be careful. We're going into summer now. And uh, like I've been walking around the mall and I've been seeing and I immediately am like praying for my young men because <laughs> yeah. and my young women, but mostly my young men because I'm walking around the mall and I'm seeing that the midriff shirt is back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the short short. Yeah. dear Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have the pockets hanging out the bottom of the shorts because mm-hmm. they're so short and we have midriff. Oh, uh-huh. goodness. Yes. The legs come out and the midriffs are showing. Yeah. No, no. And I'm like, oh, no. No. <laughs> I liked when the Bermuda shorts were in style yeah. and you know like when those come back I'm always like yes this is good but yeah I talked to especially I talked to boys just about the whole idea of that like summer things are more relaxed right you yeah. have like campfire, campfire long yeah. evenings you don't like, have homework yeah, and schedules yeah and everything just seems like this girl is just perfect and you fall more in love like Taylor you said what did you say about falling in love not with the person oh yes, yes. with the body <laughs> with the body and that's generally what it is like you're whereas like in the winter and I just said this to a young adult I said they, they just started dating in the spring, and so now they're moving into summer, and he looked shocked. He looked like he had been hit by a semi-truck when I said, be careful, because it's summer lust, uh-huh. and you need to try and make it through the summer without, because <laughs> you're going to get into the winter where it's going to start to rain, and you're going to mm-hmm. not have cool things to do, like stay up, because the days are long, yeah. the days are going to be short. And everyone's wearing hooded sweatshirts. Hooded sweatshirts, up. and yeah, <laughs> and things are just, you're, you're forced to just be with the person, and yeah. be bored, and be, and that's where you really, do you really like the person, or you yeah so anyways summer summer brings about a lot of things a lot of things that can so we're doing summer therapy issues yeah 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 and i think one of the biggest ones that i've uh sort of noticed and i'm a noticer i sit back and i watch things and i observe people's behavior and so as a single girl i've been wondering what it's like so here i'm working with teenagers and this is you know hey single teenagers looking after each other yeah But then I'm stepping back as I'm getting older and I'm seeing, you know, I've got a lot of married friends and I'm like, hmm, does this still occur as you move up into marrieds and you're hanging out and you're camping together with your married friends and all of a sudden, same thing. Things are more relaxed. (laughs) There's more skin out. There's more. And as women. conversations. More conversations. You add in some alcohol or things things like that. Things are just a little bit more relaxed. And so my question comes with. For you guys, especially. So it's sort of like I'm doing a little bit of a single-person interview of you guys. Crystal and Bailey here. About how you deal with 
um, these kind of things in a marriage relationship where you might have, like, we're still human beings. We have attractions to people. And so there's people out there that might not have parents have given them instruction on this. That, like, hey, as a married person, yep, you still can be attracted to someone who's not your spouse. Attracted. You can be engaged on some level of emotional attraction or physical attraction or conversational or intellectual. or There's all these different areas of life that you could be drawn to someone who's not your spouse. And I feel like summer kind of brings this up to... Uh, nth degree it brings it highlights it a little bit and it's a huge shock especially to young people when they get married because they're all in love and the person they've married is the all the be all and end all of their they're attracted to them they love hanging out with them it's all great and they have no idea that actually you in a year or two or a little bit more you actually might be attracted and have a little crush on someone who's not your spouse <gasps> and they have no idea that that could happen and they're completely shocked and they think that and they'll they be think, attracted to the person forever because yeah, they marry they them think, then they start wondering have i did i marry the wrong person yeah is this right. really my soulmate did i miss out the first time did yeah. i do the wrong thing so yeah it's an important topic to talk about yeah, yeah. so young marrieds so it's normal out there, mm-hmm. we're it's just, normal we're, for young marrieds is normal for older marrieds because we're, we're bursting the bubble here today yeah, i know we're bursting the bubble yeah, some people will be shocked it happens yeah but the more you can talk about it, I think the better in the sense of normalizing. Anytime you can normalize yep. an yeah. experience, it's good. And so uh, when I was first married, I think even when I was a teenager, I think my mom had sat me down and told me some of the stories of her and my dad when they were first married and some of the different relational things that came up and some of the couples they stepped back from relationship with because they felt inappropriate attraction from one another's spouse, those kind of situations. And so I kind of went into marriage realizing, okay, this is might be something that's going to happen. Right. We may need to be aware of this in mm. the friendships that we make. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't have those, don't no. have that yeah. luxury of that kind of conversation. And so yeah. then it happens and then they're like, oh no, what yeah. is going on? So that's yeah. what we're hoping to kind of dispel yeah. Yeah, a little bit today totally. with this conversation. Here's the question I'm going to pose to you guys okay. as I'll just, I'm playing devil's advocate uh-huh. here. <laughs> I thought getting married solves all those problems. <laughs> you would is think. That, is you that would... not true? people think that is that not true and instead we're people we we find other people to be attractive and interesting and fun to be with and we love our spouses but we also find that we actually are interested in other people too and plus our own relationships have their stresses and strains like you're not going you're going through difficult times you're going through financial hardships or sleepless nights with kids or all these things and so your own relationship with your spouse can have its wear and tear and all of a sudden somebody else looks really like they're having lots of fun and so yeah why wouldn't i want to (laughs) hang out with that person that's having lots of fun so what you're saying is it's not disney not it's like forever after it's not forever after and you're not like 100% completely attracted to your spouse for the rest of your life and no one else whatsoever? Well, and we sometimes think, well, okay, it makes sense that we are attracted to people who are on TV or in the movies. We kind of understand that, yes, they're handsome and they're, or beautiful, and they're placed there for a reason, for us to look at and enjoy. But we forget that actually within even our own church, Mm -hmm. that we worship alongside people that we're attracted to that are not our own spouse. So what do we do with that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's we're really into. Scary, yeah. yeah. So this is, and this is where our practical side of the podcast comes in, where we want to talk about how you battle that. Yeah. So raising the issue, the issue is, 
Well, raising it issues happens. is like the first thing to battle. It, totally. Right? To just normalize mm-hmm. yeah. it and say, you're not weird. You haven't yeah. just married the wrong person. No. But there's steps that you need to take now to maintain a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yes. And so some of those steps, I guess, is what we want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, that's what we want to talk about. So the big question I have, the one that kind of comes with all of this, and it's not a black and white answer, I don't think, as we've discussed through some of this, but do you confide in your spouse? Is it immediately like, I have attraction to this person, you run over to your spouse and you're like, I'm attracted to that guy (laughs) or that person or however that works. Do you confide in your spouse? So that would be really iffy. Some people (laughs) might. I don't know if I would... Well, I have never done that with Mark. I've never never confided. I've dealt with... I've talked with God about that, battled with God about that, or maybe talked to an accountability person. But that that would be hard. Mm-hmm. Could be hard. That's, I yeah. think he'd really that's have what to I think. process. Like when I think through it, is would I want my husband to come tell me that? Yeah. Or would that be threatening to me? Would that be something I'd rather him deal with somebody else with? Like, would it harm me if he yeah. told me? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I think. Or that's, would it harm your spouse? Like it would harm like your spouse, Bob or Mark, yeah. if we told them that. Yeah. Like that. I know. So, but I think first of all to myself. Yeah. Because then I know how it might affect them, yeah. then, right? Yeah. And so I think it's being aware of yeah. Yeah. what's the best thing. Because your goal in the end is for your marriage to be strong, not to hurt yeah. your spouse no. by giving them information that yeah. they shouldn't necessarily, that isn't helpful. Which no, even right? that, so, so as a single person, even that is like, oh, again, you think you get into marriage and it's like, oh, well, it would be completely wrong to not tell them absolutely everything. Like, mm. this is the person who should know absolutely everything. But then it's like, no, like exactly what you said. What's the what's the best end of the marriage in your relationship? If you have a husband who could struggle with jealousy, could yeah. be really mm-hmm. angry, and it would bring up sin in or his life, that has or a lot of insecurities because of a situation they're going right. through, they don't want to hear that you're attracted to some other guy that has stuff that it, they don't have that they're feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? and could actually really give more of a foothold to the enemy yeah. in destroying your marriage than you talking to maybe an outside person. Yeah, uh, a very you know accountable trusted yeah. integrous person in your life that you can there is something to saying those words or saying it out loud not covering it up that yep. dispels the power mm-hmm. of any idea or yep. thought right so totally. i think there's a i think you should say it yes. <laughs> somehow write it talk to somebody whatever because yes. as soon as as long as things stay inside they yeah. can get a hold of you yep. so much more and yep. i think recognize that oftentimes it's a simple crush it yeah. will pass just like when you were a teenager and it's gone within a few days or a week. It isn't something that you necessarily have to think, oh my goodness, no, I'm right. attracted to this person and now I'm going to forever be attracted to that person and yep. that's the end of my marriage. Yeah. No, it's just simply recognizing that person is, for some reason, attractive physically to you, emotionally, socially, some level. Some, some level. Yep. And if you battle it correctly with God and with somebody else, it will just pass away. And sometimes you just need a piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good nap. Had a good and nap. Yeah. You're tired. I and mean, maybe go on a date with your spouse. Yeah, totally. Fall in love with them yeah. again. Yeah, a good good friend of mine, you know, I think says says it right, which is like we don't want to draw out too many lines because it does depend. You gotta have wisdom and discernment yeah. on mm-hmm. confiding in your spouse. But basically, it's something that's in the dark that needs to be exposed to the yeah. light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so don't keep it in the dark. Like ex- whatever it is, expose it to light. Say it out loud. Yeah. Tell someone. Confide in someone. Talk or, to God. Please or, talk to yes, him. You know, tell him to help pray. you. Yeah. And confess it as sin if you yes. need to. I think we'll talk yes. about that a little bit more. But just yeah. like. If it's something you're cherishing and holding on to, then it becomes yeah. a sinful thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So 
let's get into the practical. What yeah, are yeah. The, we have tons of ideas because uh, there are lots of different situations that we can control mm-hmm. and areas yeah. of this that are in our own control. And, and this is where even as a single person this comes in because I'm a single girl and I love having friendships that are married, families, everything. But I'm keenly aware of the fact that I want to have a good relationship with my friend's husband. Yes. I don't want it to be awkward or weird mm-hmm. if she's not there or, you know, whatever, however that works. Um, at the same time, I don't want it to be too comfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I put some conditions on that, like so certain things. Do? Like, well, one of the things, and this is generally a loose one, but one, <laughs> and my friends bug me about this, is I generally have a rule where I don't hug married men. Mm. Okay. I just don't hug them. There's things being, there's a embrace that's just not, I don't yeah. necessarily need to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't make it awkward, though, if they're going in for the bear hug, whatever, <laughs> like, and I've had that experience. I tried to be really, really strict with uh-huh. it, and it just turned into more, more awkward conversation, yeah. <laughs> more awkward issues, yeah. so... But generally, that's something in the back yeah. of my mind that's there, you know, like like <laughs> like Howie Mandel or whatever. He has, like, the OCD or something yeah. about yeah, And so he's always, like, fist bump, you know? Yeah. He doesn't even do handshakes. So I always try to, like, position myself somewhere where it's like, high five, yeah. <laughs> see you later, yeah. whatever, you know? Because that's just something. And just general, even my clothing, what I'm wearing, like, certain yes. things. Like, yep, I just try to limit, um, limit conversation, even topics, like, and... Like just not going to the most things. vulnerable, the deepest brandy part. Yes, which honestly, and mm-hmm. for me in my job, is hard because sometimes that's my natural, like, well, job and my personality. I don't like surface stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, let's get into the real life. Like, yeah. what's, And I want to, like, help people, right? Yeah. Like, you get this. They're like, I want to yeah. get into the nitty-gritty. Uh-huh. Like, what's going on? I want to uh-huh. change your life. <laughs> but, yeah, just but. limiting that, that stuff and those conversations. But, yeah, what are you guys... What are you guys bring to the table here for some of those. Well, I would say one that Mark and I have been part of before is when we're with another couple and it's very important that you talk equally to everybody in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't just focus on one. So we were in a situation where the the husband was talking to his wife and to me, yeah. but excluding Mark. Right. Well, that's not only bad manners, but it's very awkward and uncomfortable yeah. because Mark started to think, does he like you? Does yeah. he why doesn't he like me? Why is he not including me? Like that's not okay. Include everybody in the conversation equally. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a and be aware of who you're spending, like, even if it's a larger group, be aware of how you're allocating your time and yeah. whether you're being yeah too much with one person. Like, just kind of mental note, keep aware of those kind of things. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. am I spreading myself out equally among people? Am I yeah. showing? Because that shows, there are going to be people you naturally click with, mm-hmm. but even if you naturally click more with people, you still should show grace and respect to everybody else. Yeah. Right? Spend time getting to know them. And, and no, this is a yeah. difficult thing. This is one of these phenomenal things within the, this is the marriage and single thing, right? Where, where you have the difficulty of you come in a pair. And so then when you pair up with another couple, yeah. that pair not, might not cross four ways, right? No, right. Like you yeah, might totally. both really engage yeah. with the husband, but you as the wife are like, oh, oh shoot, <laughs> shoot me now. I know the conversation Absolutely. with her is so like, oh, oh. and so draining. And so, so like even those things, oh, I'm being yeah. aware that like, hey, don't be totally with no. just the husband because he's the one that... You've got to be polite you, and sometimes yeah. you have to fake it for the kind of time that you're with. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to manage relationships. Like yeah. you just know yeah. that that couple is not going to be the couple you do everything with. Right. No, but you still can do stuff here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I think one that um, that you had brought up, Taylor, was bringing up your spouse. 
yeah. in a conversation. Someone mentioned that to me, that whenever they're in a situation where people might not know that they're married or might not see their spouse that often, they would just bring them up in conversation and say who they are and what they kind of like to do in their free time. So their spouse is part of the conversation, even if they aren't there. And, and people yeah. get the idea that the spouse is, your spouse is important to you, right? Yeah. That you value them and that you value what they... Yeah, what they're doing, what they stand yeah. for, whatever. It gives it just it gives that impression yeah. that you want them to be part yeah. of. Yeah. And it kind of tags on to what you were saying about, you know, saying it out loud. Yeah. There's something about you're engaged in a conversation and maybe your mind's like, oh, I'm really enjoying this conversation. <laughs> yeah. How you're, you know, you're starting to yeah. maybe develop a crush or you're attracted. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, just saying it out loud and like, well, yeah. my husband's work has been da 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 Even if it's the most weird timing in uh-huh. the conversation, it just breaks that that yep. connection that might be happening or might be forming. It would speak it out and be like, yeah. and it reminds yourself. It's yes, positive exactly. self-talk. Yes, yeah. my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and you yes, can my... get up and move and go find some other people to talk with if you feel that, you know, that kind of attraction starting. You yeah. don't have to stay there around that part of the campfire or that part of the kitchen. Just... You know, find some other people to talk with. Yeah. Yeah. I think also probably realizing, like, I would say um, one thing I have to watch and probably I would think would be the same with with just women in general is that if you're not getting enough physical affection, attention, compliments, those kind of things, in general, you could find someone who will give that to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will find someone mm-hmm. who will give that to you. And so... Watch, you know, that if that's, if you find yourself seeking that, that you need to, whoa, back it up and watch what you're wearing. Watch that you're not somewhere in your life inadvertently seeking that. And that's the thing. I don't see people, you know, out there just doing it and it's like, oh, man. Not consciously. Not consciously, you know, but that you're like, oh, you're kind of being a little flirty with that person. And it might mean that there's something else that you need. And so... Honestly, I'm, I was saying earlier, I would pick up my chair if I was around the campfire and go put it right by my spouse and immediately be like, give me your hand. Like, I wanna, we need to be I holding need hands. Your I need to, yeah, totally. Hey, I need to make out with you right now. Because I just need, I am feeling I need some attention. Or like, hey, let's just go for a walk right now. Oh, but we're, you know, we're being social. I don't care. I am in need. But just being aware of those things, right? Totally. Yeah. To, Tell me if I'm off here. No, no. And just generally being aware of what makes you vulnerable to temptation, right? Like, yeah. if you're really tired, if you're overexhausted, if you're pulled in too many di- different directions, you're going to be vulnerable to temptation on all kinds of fronts if you're not yeah. taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? So if you feel like you're being exposed to things, start maybe figuring out what some of those boundaries are you need to set just in terms of yourself personally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that you're not feeling pulled. So what are some... Do you want me to go to the uncomfortable zone a little bit? Yeah, go to the uncomfortable zone. I already said make out. So we were yeah, kind of, true. you know, we kind of, I already yeah. went there and said, like, okay. you know, if I'm feeling the need for something, there's so a I, lack. I maybe. will tell women, and the advice also is to me and to us in the room, I will often say that a good safeguard for your marriage is, you know, we are attracted to people because they are giving us time and attention, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I would say give your spouse that time and attention. Take them home and have some fun. Make sure that, you know, in your own private Wait, you time, mean like, you like... You mean like Yahtzee? <laughs> it could be Yahtzee. <laughs> if that's fun for you. It could, not, it could be clothing optional Yahtzee in the private of your room. <laughs> you just said it. I love that you just said that. Clothing optional Yahtzee. You oh know, because then all of a sudden your spouse's eyes are open to who you are again. And they're, the other people become less attractive because you're giving them something that they want, which is time and attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Door locked, all that kind of thing. (laughs) 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 Amen. And with that, that would go, I mean, we probably have mostly women listeners, but Mm -hmm. that would be the same for men, right? Sure, yeah. It's not always the same, you know, the opposite problem, too. Yeah. Man, this is a juicy one. (laughs) I'm loving this. We're bursting bursting all kinds of bubbles, but it needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Um, You, Crystal, you had said about being aware of your own emotional, physical, like, where you're at. Do you mind sharing, like, what are some of your, like... Where would you be? What are some examples of where you would be emotionally or, you know, where my limits are if you're unbalanced and so it opens you to temptation more? Like, what are some of those? Well, I know for myself, I'm a very, um, I can handle a lot of things and I can juggle a lot of different things, but it takes a toll on me that I don't always realize. Mm. And so I will spend lots of time, you know, doing my work, doing studying, all this kind of stuff. And then some my relationships won't take as, as primary a point in my life. Mm. And so then... I'll burn myself out without really realizing it, right? And then all of a sudden somebody else will come along or, you know, have a great conversation with somebody and I'll feel like, oh, that's what I've been missing. But I really could have that in my own family, in my own relationship. I just haven't been investing my time into it. And so that kind of awakes me to the fact that, oh, okay, maybe I I need to pull back from some of these things so that I'm making sure I'm investing my own relationship so I'm not looking for that somewhere else. Yeah. I'll tell you an interesting one. When I started working here two years ago, a little over two years ago, uh, Mark's worry was the fact that I would be now working with a whole bunch of men that might be more interesting than him mm-hmm. because they were new mm-hmm. friendships and new coworkers. And so what was really helpful is sort of treating these guys, the language of the church, brothers in Christ. Nice. Mm-hmm. These guys I work with, the elders, the pastors, the facility guys, anybody who's here who's a man, they are brothers in Christ. And how would I treat my brothers in Christ? Well, I'm not going to flirt with them, and I'm not going to have an affair with them, and I'm not even going to go in that direction, because that is harmful to them and their families, also to harmful to me and the whole church. church. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that and was a God. really <laughs> yeah, good I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we need to look at the people in the eyes and say, it's harmful to you. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that's been really helpful for me. Well, and I would even say to give you guys kudos on the on the backup, the initial the initial awareness of that situation. The initial hmm. for Mark to initially say this is a new situation you're going to be in. Yeah. Let's let's prepare for that. Like well, because previously, that. Yeah. yeah, previously yeah. I'd been working almost primarily with women. The right. school parent advisory committees, yeah. everything I've done volunteer was pretty much mostly women. A few principals, but they tend to kind of leave it in the hands of the moms. Yeah. So this was kind of a new situation, and Mark wasn't sure how we would work through this as a couple. And yeah. we'd already been married by that point, I don't know, 19, 20 years. Right. But here's a new one. So it's like, okay, you got to adjust. But that's so, like, the intentionality of putting that first and putting mm-hmm. God first and honoring what's honoring to him and honoring in your marriage. Yeah. Just the intentionality of that makes shows that your marriage is in a healthy place. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been reading some parenting books and things like this and, um, for, you know, to help teen parents and this kind of whatever. But one of the things that keeps coming back is that sometimes it's not actually the parenting books or the, like, you know, all these kind of things and the practical things, but it's the intention of doing it. So being the type of parent that goes to read a parenting book because you want to be (laughs) a better parent or you want to be, so it's actually your intention behind it that makes you the better parent, that makes you the better spouse, that makes you the better. Mm -hmm. So having the intention to 
look at a situation and say this might be tempting or this might be you know yeah. like I'm knowing before I go in there that this yeah. is going to be you know I'm exposing this situation to light I know that I might be attracted to this person so I'm yeah. going to sit by my spells I'm going to talk about them yeah. I'm intentionally I'm yeah, putting my myself triggers, yeah I'm putting them? myself yeah. in a situation to not be tempted yeah there's so much of our like there's a reason people celebrate 25th wedding anniversaries and 50th wedding anniversaries mm. because it, it is a huge deal to make it that long. Yeah, and, and to, to make it well and, and to still make it, have a good marriage. Yeah, and it's decisions every day that are made along that way. Mm. It's not just something that happens by chance. Yeah, no. because it is a commitment and a decision. Yeah, like to for me for our marriage, I am not the most beautiful woman out there. Surprise, surprise, but I'm not. And so Mark has an opportunity every day to see women that are more beautiful, more attractive, more interesting. But that's not the point. The point is that we've made a commitment to each other. And regardless of how he stacks up against other men, like he is mine. I'm committed. I am committed before God. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can right. we just, I just want to like put that on repeat for the last like six minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I just feel like that truth is so lost. Hmm. It's so lost in our media, in our culture that tells us you can just have what you want. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost the reverse of what you said. It's your decision. It's mm-hmm. your decision to choose not your husband or to choose not your, like decide what you want to do versus decide what God has called you to do in mm-hmm. his word, to stay faithful to him, to stay faithful to your spouse and to guard that, Yeah, to protect that. And the value of it when you do, like God gives us that mandate for a good reason. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. if you look back and can see, uh, I, I think it's in the book Sacred Marriage, Gary, uh, Gary Thomas. Thomas. He talks about this the sacred history that you have then as a couple, right? Hmm. Where things of that you can't share with anybody else, but it's this beautiful kind of tapestry of the hard times and the hmm. good times and the yeah. the humor and the private jokes and the and the oh yeah that was bad and <laughs> but but you can look back over thirty years or forty years and have this history that is yeah. so valuable. Yeah. We need to honor that and like yeah. view it as how important that is. And, and you can start up yeah. with someone new every year, but you don't have that. Oh, that beautiful legacy. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? No, no, no I can't. No, no. But I, that I legacy, of, it's worth it. it yeah. Like, you never hear people that have stuck it out well for 50 years say, oh, I wish I hadn't done it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard in the yeah. moment to make yeah. that decision yep. sometimes because you're like, oh, it's not going to be worth it. But in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to realize that you're... Um, your your marriage is mimicking that of the faithfulness of God yeah, yeah. And, and Christ to the church and like that that's such a parallel that like that that as actually one of the things for me that is like if the Lord wills marriage for my life to understand that parallel yeah to understand that there's someone that you're gonna choose and you're gonna knock it along you're not gonna have good days you're not gonna have good seasons you're you know it's gonna be rough and yet it's a commitment, it's a covenant with that other person and how yeah. that mimics God's faithfulness to the church or that, you know. And it, even if you would to, to see your own life, are you a fickle person in other areas of your life? Then you're, pro- you're potentially going to be fickle in this area yeah. in being tempted by other things, in being, you know. Um, okay, last, last question. Okay. This one's on the same, it's on the same, uh, you know. Vein. Whatever, vein. Yep, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's somewhere in my head, isn't it? <laughs> But what about, what do you guys do? How do you handle the situation where, like, you might not have everything totally, like, all your loves and passions and desires in line with your spouse? Mm. So, mm. for example, you're saying, like, you're, Thalia, you're starting at a church and, you know, all these guys who have great, you know, you're discussing theology maybe. Yeah. Um, this is one for me that, like, yeah. I think about, like, I've read so many theological books and I really love theology. And then I'm like, 
but what if my spouse hasn't and right. doesn't discuss on that level with me yeah. and isn't interested in it yeah. and and that's something that I would find engaging yeah. somewhere else yeah and that that like already in my head that's a ooh yeah. What would yeah. I do in that situation? Yeah. Or like, it's tricky. so some things I think can be learned, you know, like I'm like, okay, I can't snowboard. I have horrible balance. But if I met someone <laughs> and they love to snowboard, I would do everything in my power to learn to snowboard. Right. Sure. But at a certain point, you're not becoming the same person with everything you do. So how no. do you, how do you guys? Well, I think it's recognizing, first of all, that your spouse isn't supposed to be that one person. Mm. Like that you can't have everything in one person. No. Um, and then appreciate what they do bring you. Often at times mm-hmm. it's things that are different than what you think you need. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I kind yeah. of thought in my mind I wanted this certain person and then I met Bob and I realized, oh, I wanted different things than maybe I had this ideal, hmm. but it was what I actually did need, right? Yeah. And so honoring still those things mm-hmm. because sometimes you forget, tend to forget them as time goes by that, 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 are, that are parts of that person that you... I think it's discerning really to which things do you absolutely have to have in common yeah. and you like absolutely want them to be in common and other things, it's okay if you're different Yeah. because Mark and I do very different things, but then Activity we have stories wise. to tell when we get back together. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be a mountain biker and I don't want to go on the trails and get dirty and all that kind of stuff, that, but yeah. he loves it and he comes back and tells me his stories. Right. I go to the Gospel Coalition with 4,000 women and he's happy to hear my stories, but nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's not coming yeah. to the floor. No. no. <laughs> right. So there's good things that we do separately. Yeah. And then other things that we do together. And then, but then would you have some sort of rule or something like that in your marriage that if there was a group of people going mountain biking and there was now all of a sudden, you know, one of his guy friends, their spouse is really into mountain biking and he gets to witness his friend and this spouse doing a mountain biking yeah. and it's like, there oh, are some this, of those. Right. There's a girl now yeah. involved in this like mountain biking yeah. and it's like, oh. It does that at a different level. Yeah, it, it does, does. and yeah. that's more what it would yeah. be that yeah. there's like this, and that's where, as a single person, I'm. That's where my thing comes in when I'm talking with married men, and it's like, oh, I love talking with you about this because uh-huh. my wife doesn't, and it's like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like immediately I'm like, oh no 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 no, uh-huh. I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? Like, but if that's I, I so be... important to you, if that area, for example, right. just yeah. is so important to you, then I would say find someone with that in common. Yeah, find an appropriate relationship yeah. with that in common. But mountain biking with isn't so important gender. to me or Mark if we do it together. <clears throat> right. And he doesn't drink coffee, so we don't oh, have to talk about choosing a spouse activities. with that important. Yeah, choose a spouse that I would say if, if you're single, that choose a spouse with an activity. If that activity is so important to you, mm. choose a spouse that does that activity. Like if you're a keen mountain biker yeah. and it's really important that person right. mountain bikes with you, then choose a spouse like that. Yeah. Get involved in some yeah. of the same activities. Yeah. If it's not so important, yeah. it, then you just bring stories to when you yeah. get together. Yeah. But like theology is really important to you. So I would say maybe consider finding somebody who loves to talk deep over right. those kind of chewy issues because right. you'll have a lot of fun together. Yeah. It's your hobby. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're not too. Uh. <laughs> not too dry. Uh, let's talk about St. Augustine. Yeah, let's watch Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> there's no funny version of St. Augustine. Yeah, no, totally. It's, not, it's, it's, not really it's really good, but it's yeah. not really funny. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, and then have you guys found that you've developed things that you both love to do that you've brought from, like, outside of being individuals, like okay, we as a couple now love to do this, or we've learned to, we go paddleboarding together, or we... I think it's definitely important to have a few things. To have a few things that you... Yeah, Yeah, and a lot of people that we are friends with, they'll have some things in common that they love to boat, or they love to camp, or they Mm -hmm. love to serve in a certain charity organization, um, or whatever, or they coach their kids together, or something like that. But those kind of things you can develop over time, and you can drop them or add them as you kind of go through life. 
but important to... Yeah, you have to have a few things. Yeah. Some, you don't want to be always going in different directions. That no. would be sort of no fun. Yeah. You have to have a few things you can bond over. Yeah. And then to just be aware that if it is something that you like, make sure that you're not connecting, you know? Yeah, the, yeah, co- like the co-worker thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. and your spouse yeah. is into yeah. it. Find somebody Find the men's appro- breakfast. Or yeah, find a, yeah. yeah, an appropriate place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appropriate. Yeah. It's a very Christian word. <laughs> we all like to be appropriate. <laughs> and then we talk about naked Yahtzee. <laughs> In the, con- in the confines of marriage, yeah. Yeah. under the Lord, that I'll is appropriate. <laughs> I'm no. never playing Yahtzee at your house. <laughs> I haven't played Yahtzee in years. You guys are safe when oh. you're listening. You don't have to freak out and have all these visions. Yahtzee has so many horrible meanings to me now. <laughs> okay, on that, um, why don't I pray for our little marriages and stuff here at North U. Yeah, I'd say something. send us your emails if we have touched yeah. on something and you want more dialogue mm-hmm. on it or yeah. you want some conversation or you want to go Either for coffee with one of us. or to talk yep. yeah, personally. Send us your emails or give us a phone I'm call. I'm really jealous because you guys are both swaying in your chair right now and I've been trying so hard not to move in my chair because it's it extremely creaky. Oh, we'll have to get you a different one. Want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been sitting <laughs> back the whole time trying well, not to make it squeak. All right. Spot. Now I can pray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time, Lord, that we can uh, come together and uh, be open, be vulnerable, be honest, and um, uh, hopefully, Lord, uh, break some some bubbles for those of our listeners who are out there and and our congregation, Lord, that um, might be thinking that they're a horrible person because they have attraction or they're struggling in certain areas, the things that we've brought up, Lord, but I pray Uh, specifically for all those involved in marriages and and single, Lord, that um, we would seek you first, Lord, that we would seek your will and your um, sanctification above all, Lord, that we would be striving after looking more like your son, Jesus, Lord, and that you would empower us uh, by your Holy Spirit as we spend time in your word and in prayer to um, keep close and short accounts of those things that are uh, leading us into darkness, where there are dark areas in our lives, Lord, um, shine your light. Show us where we can expose them. Um, Lord, I pray for good friends and good close relationships that uh, can be entrusted to um, be open, be vulnerable, and share with one another things that are going on, Lord. I pray that you would break down any sort of false ideals where we might feel like we have to have it all together and that that. Uh, confessing to one another is uh, is just not a regular practice, Lord. I, I pray that those lies would be um, gone in your name, Lord, and that we would be a community that is uh, open and, and practicing these things, practicing confession and repentance uh, to you, Lord, to one another. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, that you would build up the marriages in our church and in our city here to be honoring to you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray that you would help... Um, all the spouses in our congregation, Lord, to have eyes for one another and to be um, more in love with you together as a couple and more in love with each other, Lord. Um, Thank you for all the resources and things you give us, um, primarily in your word and and also through different ministries and, and books and all kinds of things, Lord. I just thank you that we do have a vast, um, resource to pull from lord that we are not alone and that uh, you are with us and guiding us and i ask that uh, this would all be for our good and for your glory Amen.
Amen. Amen. All right. Happy summer. Thanks for listening. Whoop, whoop. Uh, the